This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. Hi, uh, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. You all set up over there, Kevin? Yeah, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? I'm doing really good. A little tired from the week. A little tired from the week. Been a long week. Actually, uh, this week, uh, this month came on fast. It was like February, and then bam, Monday was March. I Yeah, I know. I was... I was so. All good though. One of my attendant, one of my tenants reminded me that it was the beginning of the month. I'm all what? <laughs> it's one of those things, man. Yeah, exactly. That's about how March came up. I think it's because uh, mainly because the month is so February was short. You know, it's a short month. You, you get cheated out at least two days minimum, three days maximum. So, you know, it's, I don't even think that's a leap year. I don't even think it's that. Well, it is just three days shorter than a normal month. That's, I thought that's ten percent of the month. By the way, it's thirty days, so I, you lost ten percent of the month. I thought my life just picked up just because I had kids and all this other stuff and everything was going on so fast. But I've noticed my kids are all grown, <laughs> and it seems like it's still picking up pace. <laughs> it goes by fast. There's always a lot now. I blink on. and the whole day is gone. I'm like, what? Well, it it does happen quickly, without question. All right, folks, thanks for joining us this morning at Auto Talk Radio. We're actually talking about uh, AC. And the reason why is because we all live in Southern California. We're heading into to AC here quickly, uh, a time when you're going to need it sitting on the freeway. Uh, there was an unfortunate big backup on the 15 North uh, uh, yesterday, and I saw all those people sitting there, and the sun's beaming down on them. And I'm thinking we're getting closer to the time where you get stuck in traffic. You dang straight want to make sure that your AC is working, right? Right? Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't like sitting in the freeway and it's 105 degrees and the sun's beating down on me and my AC's not working. So if I get stuck in a jam like that, I like to be cool. I use my AC all the time. I like well, it. Well, I, I, I've had a few cars my going back and forth to work cars. Uh, the, the AC AC's. didn't work and I never fixed it. But this is the way I looked at that. I was outside working all day anyways and I was already sweaty anyway. So I wasn't. That's I was going funny. home to get a shower, you know? It was. <laughs> But if you were, yeah, I, I get that. But my point is uh, I want my AC to work. I do, especially if I'm on the road. So one one of those things that's very important, uh, getting it checked and making sure it stays in good order. So we're kind of talking about that. But we're happy to talk about anything automotive related this morning. Uh, just give us a call here at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive related, and we'll chat with you about it because that's what we're here doing talking about automotive stuff for sure very very important to us so 888-344-1170 and we'll uh chat with you about it right kevin sure all right so seasons change and, and well first off anything uh kind of cool this week automotive wise that uh should bring up you know we've been talking about induction services a lot i did i mean i did have what year is that car it's like a 2017 escape 
Oh, direct injection yes. stuff, you mean. And you know what? Uh, doing an induction service on it and the oil chain. Or the, the, we did the oil chains thing, too. Oil service that, that cleans it out after the induction. Well, it cleans out the ring, you know, the deposits on the bottom of the pistons and stuff like uh-huh. that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know what? It, it fixed it. Oh, yeah. And what I mean is because it, so, it had lean codes in it. Just on startup, though, it had few misfires. Slight misfires on the first 100 revolutions of the engine, which does – we're talking 100 revolutions in the engines. I mean, they, dude, the right, codes that they have now are so sophisticated that it'll give you a code and say it had misfires in the first 100 revolutions of the engine. Well, they have the parameters set really well, that, and that's what those – I mean, it picks yeah. up like boom. So, yeah, so it, it, and it was over-carboned, obviously. Yeah, because carbon will hold oxygen, which yeah. which we had lean, and then we had uh, O2 sensors that had lean codes on them. So I'm like, okay, first thing we're doing, this thing's got 80,000 miles on it. We're going to do the induction service and get that out of the way right now to make sure all our carbon's gone and all that stuff. You know what? The car idled better, and went out, drove it, all the monitors ran. And when you do that with the BG service, where you, man, you can smell that stuff burning off. You better pu- make sure the tailpipe's sticking outside the shop because yeah. you'll choke everybody yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to do that in closed corners. No. Because it is stinky. Oh, your eyes water, burn. <laughs> it's not good. But supposedly their mixture is supposed to be good for the environment. So, Well, it's definitely good for your car. Yes. And, and it helps it run better. But then a lot of that in direct injection also, some of it washes down the cylinder walls. That's another reason doing the oil service afterwards is good too. It cleans the carbon off the bottom of the piston, cleans the rings and all that, but also removes any contaminants from after that service. Yes, because w- once you do that BG service, some of that stuff does go down into the, the ring area. And it stuff. does. It does. Yeah. So, so anyway, just a good thing to have done and get it all cleaned up and straightened up in, in a good way. Them to be. services do work. I mean, even even if it's the older style, even if you, you don't have a high, just cleaning the, you know, keeping the throttle body clean just helps a lot. That's why I always say that that service is one of those services that that you will notice the most change in your vehicle as an operator of the vehicle. So uh, because it idles smoother, it drives better, you get better gas mileage a lot of times. It's a great service to do. I recommend it once a year without question. So, you know, if you do that, then you prevent having the issue that you ended up with with that car where it has misfires and all that um, because it keeps the carbon build up to a minimum. Yes. Yep. It's a great service for sure. Uh, let's uh, grab Harry in Fallbrook real quick. He's got a question. Good morning, Harry. Uh, good morning. Um, I'd like to know if you guys would uh, want to do a show in the future on the dangers of purchasing a car at an auction. That's a great show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you purchase a car at an auction that went wrong? Uh, when you go to an auction, they'll show you what the car looks like. They'll open up the hood. You can look inside, and that's it. Correct. Yeah, you don't get to drive it, and uh, they'll start it usually. That's it. So if they do run, sometimes some of them don't run. You buy them without starting. Right. I bought bought a car because I was short of money, and um, when I had it checked out, it uh, had all kinds of things wrong with it, including catalytic converter, and it would cost, uh, $5,000 to fix it. Mm-hmm. I paid $750 for the car. So a lot of people may not realize the dangers of buying a car. You have absolutely no rights. They make you sign away all your rights before you purchase it. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of people they're buying are buying for uh, are wholesalers that are buying and they, they kind of know what they're looking for. 
um, and they do a lot of cars for used car lots, right? But uh, you got to be very careful on these on these things. Like you said, you could end up with a car that has missing catalytic converter. Somebody's put in just a test pipe. You can end up with cars that have that have a salvage title. You can end up with all kinds of things out of the auction that are not good, or a car that's been repaired but not repaired well that was in a bad accident that's not salvaged. So it's hard to say because it's hard to look at those cars good. So would you like to do a? A show on that in the future? Yeah, I'll probably do a show on that. I made some notes about it, and uh, just one of the good things, uh, and, you know, and, and throw in with that show, too, about being careful about purchasing cars that come from out of state, too. Uh, you know, with all the floods that we had in Texas previously all right. and all that, boy, we've seen some cars, and, and every state doesn't have the same rules California has about a car being a uh, uh, salvaged title when that happens to it. So um, they've been... Uh, We've seen these cars into the market, and that's why it's another important thing before you purchase a vehicle to have have it looked at properly. Right, and uh, the fact that the buyer has no recourse whatsoever seems to be an issue that uh, the state legislature should take up. Uh, the buyer needs some sort of, uh, of protection, where in the car auction you have absolutely no say. Well, and the thing about that is, um, really, you shouldn't be buying cars from auction unless you're you're a wholesaler. I'll be honest with you. Um, the reason why is uh, those guys have a lot more insightful information on these cars and where they came from. When you go there, not a, and you do buy by yourself like that, I'll tell you what you 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 run the risk, and and you're right. There is no there's no warranty on those cars or anything like that. But they are very clear about that when you're coming in there. They don't. They, they, they don't, definitely don't try to hide it from you. They let you know, hey, you buy this car, you buy it as is, it's yours. So, um, and and they don't they don't hide that information. So, um, I don't feel like they're trying to scam you. They kind of let you they let you know up front, you know, uh, at auctions, hey, you do your own uh, your own legwork here. You take a look, but yes, you can't drive the cars, et cetera. And if you buy it, you own it, and you have no there is no warranty with these cars. So, but then again. Same thing. You go buy a used car off the street off somebody, you buy it, and they put as is. You know, you buy it as is. The only recourse you have on that car in the state of California is it better pass smog because the person selling it's liable if it doesn't. Other than that, you know, you don't really have any any other recourse. So. Okay, well, I think there should be better protection for the buyer, some some sort of, like, returning the car after, uh, certain, you know, 10 days or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's my feeling on it, uh, rather than uh, becoming a victim uh, twice uh, on, on this issue without any protection whatsoever. Correct, yeah. So it's definitely a buyer beware area, and, and my suggestion is before you buy a car, number one, don't buy a car at auction. Uh, that's not a great idea. Number two, before you buy a used car, two things you really need to do. Have it inspected by by a facility like the West Automotive Group, number one, because we go through quite a thorough AAA pre-purchase inspection. We'll uncover a lot of things that will prevent you from buying a car you shouldn't be buying. And number two, Carfax. Know the history of the vehicle. It'll tell you, has the car been in any major accidents, repaired by uh, uh, you know, body shops, etc.? Um, where's the title on it? Is it a salvage title vehicle, etc.? So um, th- those are v- two very important things to do that really will protect you as a consumer buying a used vehicle, no question. Now, when, when you get into uh, if you want to buy a certified used vehicle from like a new car dealer where they're selling, like, say, Lexus sells a certified used vehicle, um, there's a lot of protection there for you on those also. Or, or you know, even Toyota, no matter Ford, whoever, if it's one of their certified used vehicles, 
they have a return policy on it, and they also have a guarantee policy on what they're selling you. So um, you can buy a used a vehicle that way with a good peace of mind also. Right. But then again, uh, you have to afford it. Correct. Uh, so, uh, but as far as the uh, inspection is concerned, do you send mechanics out to inspect the vehicle, or do you- must the vehicle be brought to your place? The vehicles must be brought to our place, but almost anybody selling a car, if they really want to sell it, will agree to bring the vehicle and meet you there and have it. I mean, even into uh, personal people, uh, private sales of people, we do them all the time. Like the seller shows up, the buyer, they know the car is going to be there three hours, drop it off with us. We do the full inspection and we share it with both of them. So, okay, well, not, what, would, what, what would an inspection like that cost? Depends on the type of vehicle. So um, they run anywhere from eighty nine ninety five to one twenty nine ninety five uh, for regular cars and trucks, just depending on what we have going on. Okay. So not All a bad right. price, good money to spend to save yourself a lot of money. Okay. Well, thank you. Hey, thanks for the call, and thanks for listening, Harry. Have yourself a wonderful, uh, uh, safe weekend. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So, great questions. All right, folks, give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170, 1-888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Brian Bowersock and Mr. Kevin. Uh, Kevin brought up a really good point that we need to cover for sure in the auction wise. So there in and also Brendan, there's all kinds of auctions. I mean, when you talk about Meekum and and uh, uh, Barrett Jackson in those, all right, that's a to- n- number one. Especially if you don't have a lot of money, you definitely should not go to one of those auctions. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they let you in the door at Barrett Jackson unless you <laughs> think, have a lot I of actually, money in their account, though. <laughs> I, I think you got to put a deposit down to actually be a bidder. I, I you can go, uh, but to be a bidder, you yes. have to actually. Uh, they require a, quite a. I think uh, some. I think Barrett Jackson requires a minimum fifty thousand dollar deposit to be a bidder. Minimum. They, they probably do. Yeah, because they don't play when they go to that one. No, no. And if you purchase one of those hundred thirty-five thousand dollar restored automobiles, hopefully you have the money to pay for it when it's done. Well, you know what? It's it, people that have money like that, anyways. It's kind of like when they buy the million-dollar condos or whatever in New York. The first thing they do is let's remodel it. <laughs> they don't. I don't think they remodel those cars. Those guys go there to buy cars to add to their collections. No, they do, but they still change a few things to make it theirs. That's what they do. They do. Um. And then there is, like Kevin said, uh, I want to be clear that that are not so. So there's big auctions that that buyers for that resell cars go to, and those are wholesale auctions. And some people slide into those. Um, I think maybe what Harry was talking about though is is tow yard auctions, and anybody can go to those. And at the same time, 
Boy, you, 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 who, who, they just bid on cars. Well, and and that, I don't even know if they start th- those cars. They will say if they run or not. They try, because I have dropped some cars at the tow yard auction before that we had lean sale that were junk, you know, that didn't run. But I tell them when I drop them off and they put on the windshield, doesn't run, needs a motor or, or whatever. So, I mean, when people buy, buy those, when we've dropped those, it's just an easy way for us to get rid of cars that have been left behind. They get left behind because people don't want them. They don't, can't afford to fix them, and they're not really worth fixing. And then I get stuck with them, so we have to lean sale them. The only way to get rid of them is then we drag them down to the tow yard auction. Somebody will buy them. Even sometimes, uh, back in the day, I don't know who the t- pick-apart people are now. Uh, used to be Ecology. The Ecology buyers would go there and buy a lot of those cars at the tow ro- yard auctions. Not because they're fixing them, because they're going to tow them off to Ecology, put them on blocks, and people get to buy parts off of so them. They and, and then they'll scrap the rest of them. Sell all the body parts off them. You make your two or 300 bucks you bought at auction for that thing. Well, tow, uh, uh, wrecking yards like that, pick apart, whoever owns all the pick aparts now, they make a ton of money. And then you'll see those cars after they've been stripped clean, they're mashed. And they're going up the freeway, stacked on a trailer. They're going. They're going to the shredder because they sell metal off. And, and that's gonna say. And then, then the very last penny, they get to recycle oh, them. Yeah, those people don't get hurt. The tow those uh, when they buy all those at auctions. So a lot of those guys buying at those uh, tow yard auctions used to be um, pick apart people, and I'm sure they still do that. I don't know. I don't follow it that closely, but uh, um, they will make their money off the cars. And then they will shred them. You got to remember, most cars coming out of a tow yard auction is because the people somehow that car got impounded, and their judgment was my car's not worth going and getting. Could be. Do you know? What I, mean? I mean, I'm sure there's some people that you can't afford to go get it after it sat there because of whatever. You know, if they got impounded for months on end because it could get pricey. I get that, but I mean, most of them, I'm assuming it's not worth them going to get in the car. But we end up with ones like. I just had uh, actually a finance company picked up a, a 2014 Nissan pickup truck, four-door at Escondido. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure the guy went to jail or something. We could not get a hold of him no matter what, and it went for two months we tried to get a hold of him. So finally, we're for, I'm forced, as you know, I handle that for all locations. I lean sail the car. That's my job. That is what I have. That's the only way to get rid of it. Well, if it is financed... Boy, the finance company, they reach out right now, man, because they are the legal owner of the They want car. their car back. That's right. And they'll pay <laughs> to get it back. And that's what they did. They picked it up, and a repo guy came and got it with a whole har- hold harmless from Capital One, and they were the finance company. But I'm telling you, the reason I think this guy went to jail, seriously, is we've done several cars for him. And I shouldn't say Or something bad happened to him. I don't know. It's hard to say. But there was no contact back. But all I know is, um, and, and I say jail because he's a younger guy, so I wouldn't think he'd have a health issue. But you never know. But- Everything was in this truck still. There were credit cards in this truck, in, in the center console, and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, you know? We just leave it as it is. Now, the finance company will bag all that stuff is what they do. They're required to hold it out of the truck. They'll sell. That truck's going to go to auction. I'm telling you now, they don't mess around. But that'll go it. to a dealer auction. Dealer-only auction, which yeah. is basically more of a wholesale auction. They'll go to a wholesale auction. So reg- regular people normally can't go in and buy cars like that. You have to have a dealer license, so basically you're... You know what? You have a used car lot. You you you, you, you have, work for Jack Powell. Something like that. You have to have a wholesale license. Those are wholesalers, and they will buy and then often sell to because that's a good truck. They'll sell that to like you said, like one of the dealers, and then the dealers will run it through uh, their process, clean it all up, make sure everything's safe, good on it, and it goes on the lot. And they don't they, typically they buy cars under a hundred thousand miles on them. That's their thing. To go on their on new car dealers for their used car lot, they like cars under a hundred thousand miles. That's their thing. 
Some of them just over, but I mean, uh, that's their thing because they have to put less repairs into them and all that. And they get them up on the lot. I was just thinking about some think about the used car lots back in the seventies and early eighties. The used car lots aren't even nothing like they were back in the seventies and eighties. I mean, because you no. used car lots back then were just you could get some real, real doozies. How would I put it that way? Off a of used car lot, jewels. Yes, jewels. All right, folks, give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. We got uh, uh, talking a little bit about uh, auctions and cars and things and used cars and stuff, but uh, we're going to talk some more about AC, and we'd love to talk about anything that you want to talk about. So once again, 1-888-344-1170. Lines are open, and we're ready to take your call. I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified uh, for uh, over 28 years, taking care of folks up in North County. West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks out in uh, East County there for uh, seven years now in that area. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, uh, uh, right there in central San Diego, taking care of folks for over three years now, almost four years. Um, AAA approved and smog certified also. And then... uh, what, the fourth location we have, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, right here in the Golden Triangle, uh, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog, taking care of folks over here for um, just about two years now. Uh, we've been doing so. All of us at the West Automotive Group, myself, my employees, and everybody come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. That is, we believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in, have your vehicle serviced or repaired, and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about for sure. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. On approved credit, we're here to help you out. We have several arms to help you. What a great thing. Uh, if you uh, need some help with that, any of us can get you handled uh, and uh, usually get you approved for something on there. And it's just a great, you get a card, you can use it over and over again. It's a great peace of mind to have something that you can stretch out any repairs six months that you have to pay for. Makes life easy, easier for sure. That way, not so stressful, and your other cards stay free. You don't charge up a bunch of car repairs on them. Uh, you can take advantage of our Certicare transmission uh, diagnosis. Uh, if you think you have a transmission problem, get your vehicle into us. Let our experts diagnose and figure it out for you. Uh, we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low cost rental vehicles at all four of our locations. You can follow us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. by just going to westautomotivegroup.com and click on the link and uh, give us a follow. Uh, we send out good tips and things like that all the time. Uh, you can also there at West Automotive Group make appointments, uh, see all about us, etc. and uh, do so. Um, that's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also go to uh, my Auto Man segments where they're posted. I'm the Auto Man on the uh, Fox 5 News on Wednesdays and the CW on Friday News. Uh, if you want to check me out, uh, you can see me live on the news or you can just uh, go to westautomotivegroup.com and go right to our YouTube channel where all those are posted. Uh, you can also click on Auto Talk where we put all our uh, podcast uh, on uh, Auto Talk radio page there every uh, every Saturday after we're done. It goes uh, over there in the beginning of the week and you can find the show from the last week. Um, so good good stuff there, westautomotivegroup.com. You can also email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Um if you're looking for the podcast, you want to be on the go, you can also find our podcast uh, through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and tune in. 
you can find us there. And you say that again. Take us no, <laughs> and take us with you. So it's all good. This morning though, give us a call here live eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We're happy to talk to you about anything automotive related, just like uh, the gentleman from Fallbrook that called in and uh, wanted to talk about going to the auction and buying a car. Uh, some great tips there and good stuff, but uh, be careful what you buy. We always talk about you should have shit stuff inspected properly before you know you purchase it, right? Yes. That's a good idea. All right, so we're talking about AC. The summer heat is on the way. That is true here. We're already having some nice warm days, right? Yes. Yeah, it was beautiful a week. We did have a rainy day this week, but the rest of them were like 75, right? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It was yesterday was pretty warm, too. I think it, it was over 75 yesterday. It was a beautiful day. And but, I think, think today's supposed to be pretty beautiful, too. I don't. I, I didn't pay much attention to the next weather. Next week, Tuesday through Thursday, or I, I don't know, the Wednesday, or I don't know, every time I watch it. Every time I watch the news, they change it again. So I'm saying Tuesday through Thursday, it's supposed to rain and get colder again. So, yeah. Well, today it's only supposed to be in San Diego, like 63. So I guess it's not going to get that warm. Oh, tomorrow night it's supposed to start raining. Yeah. All week long, this week looks like it's in the 60s, high 50s, 60s. So, um, yeah. That's not, I mean, that's not really cold. That's good working weather. So get to work. Sorry. I tell you, I'm taking next week off. Yeah. Just sit at home and watch it rain. Yep. <laughs> I'm getting to that age. I'm getting to that age. I have my coffee and sit on the porch. Remember, remember oh, when we were kids dude. down the street from the farm? Uh, what was it? Russ and Darlene used to sit there in their window and just watch cars drive by. Say, Russ, how many cars drove by tonight? Three. Well, it could be important. <laughs> that old county road didn't get much traveled in it. Yeah. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Did not, did not. Oh, well, one of those things. Um, good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's see. Let's uh, let's grab Mike real quick. Good morning, Mike. Hey, what's going on here? Hey, how you doing, my friend? Hey, doing okay. Yeah, what? a quick question on the 06 Stratus. Uh, got an issue with it. It's an auction car. And uh, got a TIPM uh, code. A TIPM? And... Yeah, and uh, the transmission's basically just not getting – it's running in first gear. Are you guys see anything on those uh, as far as replacing that whole PIPM module? Or is that something – It's. I mean, the code I could pull up here, but I think it's a POO82 maybe. What is the definition of the code? Do you know? Uh, it's – It's. Uh, oh, hold on just a second here. Because that's not even a transmission code. It's a zero zero, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah it would be a TCM power input signal. Oh, TCM power input signal. It's a power power issue. It's low, yeah. Does it actually have high? Or is the power good to the to the TCM? Uh, I have not got that far yet. It's kind of something I propped up. One thing I did do was bypass it. The alternator wouldn't charge, and put a voltage regulator on it. And to get the alternator charge, instead of getting a new BCM, PCM, uh, I guess it would be a PCM, and then having a program and whatnot. So it kind of did a side uh, bar on that so we didn't have to buy, you know, an expensive module. Now I'm getting this light on uh, for this TIPM, and I don't know if it's not getting enough. Uh, juice or if it's uh, i'm not quite sure it was kind of you know hacky 
kind of a thing going back, you know, bypassing it here. So I don't know if that's the issue or if it's just another issue that just popped up all of a sudden. It's an auction car, so go figure. I know that's what I was just thinking too. Can you communicate with the TCM? Uh, I can. Unfortunately, my scan tool is not does not give me live data, so it just gives me codes. Oh, it's a generic scan tool. Because I was wa- I was wondering if uh, if if the speed sensors and everything are working. Because normally when I get like a power thing like that to a control module or something, I'll just go straight mm-hmm. to the I'll go to straight to my powers and wires or powers and grounds mm-hmm. on the TCM first, and I'll check to make okay. sure that they're all good. Yeah. Because yeah. then at least I yeah, know I'm having a problem with my TCM or I'm having a problem with what's supposed to be sending power there. Gotcha, gotcha. Because a lot of times with the with the new car, with the, with the way everything is, you know, they're using CAN and all that stuff, who knows what, right. I mean, and just off the top yeah. of my head, I'm going to say, who knows what's even sending it power. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'm thinking it's originating at the uh, TPIM, but... Uh, and I'm, I've seen a few forums and said some of a red wire going right to the, it's a main wire going right to the, um, uh, the transmission control uh, into the uh, the transmission itself, the connector there. So that wire, I'm going to, it's kind of suspect, but this is kind of odd though, all of a sudden after doing this little drink later jazz, uh, this kind of popped up. Now, I don't know if the TPM, it, you know, I moved it in such a way or if it's, a, you know, a bad connection or what, so I got to look into it, but. Yeah, I don't know off the top I, of your head if it's common. <clears throat> I would do like Kevin said and, and double check the powers and grounds to the TCM. Make sure it's all good, especially with a car like that. If who knows why, who knows why you know it could be a fuse missing. Well, that too. You know, there's there's yeah. some cars where I start working on them, and every time I fix one thing, there's another thing behind it. And it's it's and it's hidden. Car, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's hidden by the other problem that it doesn't really pop up because the other problem won't even let it. You know, let's say it, it, the other problem won't even let it go fast enough to say that it's not changing gears or you know what I mean. It just. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Sure. So, so I mean, this could have been there anyways, and it's just something that popped up because you fixed the other problem. So correct. Right. Now, have you guys ever ran a, uh, an external Volkswagen or something like that? Because Chrysler's known for it a long time ago. I guess there's something I came across just to bypass that, but, uh, bypass PCM, the bad piece in the PCM, and just run external Volkswagen layer. No, we just you don't. Yeah, well, no, because we're always hey. This is what is you're, we're going to replace this if you want to fix your car right, you know. So right, but, exactly. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't. But I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. But yes, yeah, no. it's something new to me. I've never, never, never heard of it. Never seen it. But thing is that there's not a bypass for the for the you know to trick the PCM saying yeah I am charging. Uh-huh. So it's got a battery light on. That could be a problem so, too. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's definitely it's fourteen six uh, with it running, so that's not a problem. But the battery light, you know, it's not tricking the computer saying, oh, you know, because I snipped the wires at the connector, obviously, to bypass it. So but is the, is the PCM, though, because uh, the internals on it is having an issue and you've bypassed it, it, it could throw uh, I'm one, voltage I'm wondering codes. Now. I, that, it could throw voltage codes, I'm, for sure. That's what I was kind of wondering yep. because of all this. Yeah, so lovely. All right, I'll leave you go. All right, man. I Have- appreciate your show. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Let us know what you let us know what you find out. Yeah. I will. I will. All right. Good All right. luck. Have a good right, weekend, my friend. Bye. 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 All right, folks. Give us a call here. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to the Answer San Diego and K Praise. This has been Auto Talk Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. 
There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. Co-host, Kevin Bowersock's in the house. If you want to remind folks, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other batteries at the uh, West Automotive Group for one simple reason. They are the highest quality batteries out there. If you need a battery for your vehicle, hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com. Get an appointment, get in, and we'll put an interstate in there for you. Need a battery for any other need? Check them out at their storefronts, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar, or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate Battery, a battery for every need. All right, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. As we're talking about cars, good question so far this morning. Don't recommend putting external voltage regulars outside of Chrysler, outside of Chrysler uh, uh, PCM, right? Well... I know there's all, there's all kind of tricks to certain things out there, but I always know that sometimes it all these little things because it is a PCM, just like it anything else. It. Yeah. It, so even if even if it works three times, it may not work the fourth time, just because the other PCM might be a little more sensitive than the rest, or what for whatever reason. So gotcha. I just know when you start doing things like that, sometimes it can. Yeah, it's hard to tell where to where it'll lead. So gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. All good. Oh, well, you know, just sometimes fixing it with the right parts better off. Right? Well, yeah. Especially when it's a customer. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as far as that, he I don't know what Mike's trying to do with that car, though. He Maybe he's just going to well, drive it for himself. They might be ended up, they're probably going to end up replacing the PCM. They're just trying to, if it's an auction car and all this stuff, they're probably trying just to get it moving. And then go, okay, this is what we definitely need. So, Very true. That's true. If you figure everything out that's wrong with it, go from there. That's a good idea. Sometimes you can do it that way. Sometimes you can't. Because he's actually got it charging now. But I, I, I've i never done it myself personally, so I don't know if it will screw up other things when you do it. That's a, Well, it could backfeed and cause all kinds of issues. with. Well, it could. And some things may not get their feed because the computer may not be seeing it inside the computer now. Because, you know, Chrysler is very sensitive about their stuff, so it's it's hard to tell. Yep, it is hard to tell. All right, let's see what Bodie's got to say. Hey, Bodie. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm great. So, uh, you ready? Yeah, what you got going on? You want a quick, clean joke? Oh, sure, absolutely. I know you're always good for one. So, uh, just out of Playboy, it's clean. (laughs) Do, uh, do two pieces of cheese are laying in bed. And one looks over at the other one and goes, gee, that was great. <laughs> that was a pretty clean joke. You're right. <laughs> it's, it's clean and it's very clever. <laughs> it's very clever. Very clever. Very. I know you wonder who thinks of this stuff. I don't, somebody, so, somebody's sitting around with a lot of time on their hands, I'm thinking. Yeah, right. Probably in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Someone once told me, he said, all great jokes come out of prison. (laughs) You got a lot of time on your hands to come up with them, that's for sure, when you're sitting there, I presume. Yeah. So, 1997 Acura 2.2 CL, four-cylinder automatic. Mm -hmm. 
So my uh, check engine light's been on for a while, so I had it checked out, pardon the pun, and it was the ABS system uh, is not working, and the, and the, the brakes, obviously, the, the, the manual part, whatever you call it, still works. Yeah. What? So that light's been on for a while, and what? then... Okay. And then, so now the other day, the light went out for a day and a half, and then it came back on. Was it a, spe- well, is it a picking up speed sensor errors? I have no idea. I just happened a couple of days ago, so I'm going to okay. have it checked out. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, you're, but the ABS light's been on for a while. Is that what you said? Yeah. And now the check engine light came on? What, well, it went off for a day or two, and then it came back on. Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, well, uh, it could be related to the, but if the ABS system on those vehicles, I believe, runs separate from the uh, what, from the what year was it again? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah, Ford. No, Acura. Oh, okay, Acura. Listen, pay attention. I, oh, golly, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this AC thing. Uh, I don't know if them two are hooked in ninety seven. Well, let me. You said that the ABS light's been on for quite a while, though. Is that correct, Bodie? Correct. Yeah, check engine light thing's probably not related to 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 the ABS then probably no, at all. No, because normally they don't even even in today's cars they don't even attach those two. No, I'd be I'd be well unless they use the same speed sensor for for input on some of the speed sensors sometimes. Yeah, that's the only time. But my but anyway, I'd be interested to know what caused the check engine light to come on. But you don't know. You haven't scanned it or nothing. Well, yeah, I had it scanned and they said it was the, the some something about the ABS. Uh, system went out, and I said that my mechanic would replace it. And he goes, "No, I just he said the mechanical part works. You're okay." But was that for the ABS light, or is that for the check engine light? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, what uh, did he? Just, I, I mean, was the check engine light on at the time that he scanned it? Because I'm curious what code caused the check engine light to come on. Because I don't, I think, like Kevin said, it's probably not related to the ABS issue. I'll have it checked out then. Gotcha. Yeah, let us know. I, I would like to I would like to know. Yeah. Pest pest that joke along. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm gonna use that later today, trust me. <laughs> the, 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 the secret to telling jokes is a friend of mine told me is you ask the question and then you pause and let the other person wait about thirty, forty seconds and then you tell them then you tell them the punchline. There you go. <laughs> Because other, otherwise it's like, boy, there's two pieces of cheese laying in bed, one says that's great, it's like there's there's no oomph to it. There's no oomph to it. There you go. That's a true statement. Yeah. All right, Joe. Thanks for the good work y'all do. Thanks, Bodie. Thanks for sharing and thanks for uh, um, calling in this morning and thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what you find out when you scan the check engine light on that bad boy. All right, I will check in with you. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye. Look forward to it. Take care. Safe weekend. Bye. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm curious what the uh, check engine lights on for. Folks, lines are open, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. So we're going to get a little talk in here maybe about the AC system and uh, um, how important it is. Air conditioning systems can lose some Freon over time. Uh, a lot of them, you know, don't lose a lot. But uh, sometimes people are like, well, it's working fine, but the car's 10 years old. Well, some see there are seals that seal this stuff, O-rings and seals, and they can, over time, seep a little bit, right? Yes, because so, even the manufacturers say it's not uncommon. I can't, rem- I can't remember what it was. I, I don't know what it is now. I haven't looked in a long time, but they used to say, and, I, and, and I'm sure that's not changed much because the O-rings are still the same. But they set up to a pound a year. Yeah. 
Well, not anymore because uh, not well. I don't think with the new one, two, three, four systems. Some most of those don't even run a whole pound on a whole system, which is kind well, of okay. Cool. But my point with those things is that's why they keep making the the Freon more and more virally infrenable because it does leak mm-hmm. sometimes. So I mean, and the thing is, is a certain amount a year is not even considered a real true leakage according to them. Gotcha. That's just a you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like even coolant evaporates after time. You keep pushing it in the overflow bottle, and it's hot. It's going to mist a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you got to keep your eyes on your overflow bottle. Correct. Yeah, it's true. So. Yeah. Well, um, so it's good to have this checked. And, and checking the AC system has to do with, number one, checking the pressures in it, make sure they're good. Um, you know, we usually check the vent temperature, make sure it's where it should be. And then also checking things such as the cabin filter. You know, we see a lot of AC problems that are not even related to Freon loss or anything like that. Plugged cabin filters that are just full of junk. You know, the funny thing about that that you said that is because what I used and and today there's only a certain amount of cars that have cabin filters too. There's some cars out there that don't have cabin filters still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People, you should always run your car on max air. And the reason why is max air recirculates the air. If you're running it on anything lower, it's pulling outside air in, mm-hmm. and all that is getting stuck in your evaporator because there's no filter to catch it. Correct. If you have no cabin filter. So you're better off to run it on max air and turn your temp setting down a little bit. That way it's recirculating everything. And Because there's a lot of people out there, their evaporators get plugged all the time because there's, especially people that live out on dusty, dirty roads, they're sucking all that stuff right into their evaporator. And guess what? It stays right there. Well, it does because the evaporator's soaking wet. Yes, that's because of that's the evaporator is what does the uh, the change in freon, which in in what happens is by by allowing it to expand to a gas there, that's where you get the exchange of temperatures that thinks cold, therefore creating condensation on it. That's what drips out of the bottom. That's why when the AC sits there and run, your car sits and runs at idle AC. That's why you get that puddle of water under it. That's the evaporator core, and that's that that coming off of it, just like your AC at your house. That says it helps them pull the moisture out of the cab of the car too. Exactly, it, it's it's doing its job, is what it's doing. Exactly. So even if you think replacing the compressor is expensive, when you get into evaporator, because the whole dash has got to come out. There's I don't. There's not one car I know that you don't have to take the car have a part to get into the evaporator. No, you you definitely. It's usually a process because they, they don't put them on the firewall like they did on the older ones anymore. They don't have that room in the engine compartment anymore, so they put them in the dash. The whole dash has got to come apart, and then you know they it, tuck it in there. Yes. So checking out the temps, checking pressures, checking belts very important. Belts run AC systems mostly today. Um, a lot of times, the one there's only one belt on a car and it runs everything. Uh, cabin filter though, because it gets plugged up, and they do. Um, a lot more vehicles have cabin filters than not. Used to be in the old days, didn't. So, um, but it depends also. Uh, some I think, and what you'll find is some of the ch- vehicles that are cheaper don't come with cabin filters, huh? Some of the smaller little vehicles. I, I that can be hit and miss sometimes too. Depends on the manufacturer. Yeah, I just. Well, I don't, I don't, and, and I don't know what their rhyme reason of of which ones they pick more and than the others. I don't know. Cabin filters are good though. They remove pollen. They remove dirt. They remove all these. They things do that keep, keep from getting in your system. So I said it'll help protect the evaporator too because that'll get plugged before the evaporator will. I mean, which is a good thing. And we've seen plugged cabin filters. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know if your car doesn't have a cabin air filter and the, what we're looking at. You know that that's in the evaporator on the other cars that doesn't have, uh, you know what I'm saying? And which can be cleaned. 
we have an AC cleaning system that we use that clean them. And, and if you do that regularly, if you don't have a cabin filter, that will keep clean. But at least need to do that once a year also. Yes. So if, uh, even cars with cabin filters, though, that removes a lot, a lot of any spores or anything. Because keep in mind, the evaporator core stays moist a lot dries out when you're not using the ac but i mean other than that anytime you're using ac there's a lot of moisture in that box and we can get some spores and uh items like that uh uh you know in there so doing this process removes that we don't want any mold etc growing in there so uh ac uh evaporator core cleaning is a good good process to use too and we do we do that at all locations um it's not a bad idea no it's not it keeps keeps the system clean keeps dirt out of it, keeps uh, also all, all those uh, contaminants. So um, because you can get issues, you know, you know, mold and pollen build up on, on the evaporator core, like Kevin's saying, if you don't have a cabin filter. Um, but we see cabin filters that are so dirty that they're plugged up or they're torn because so, nobody seemed to bother with them. It's an easy filter to forget about for sure. Um, it's hidden up there in the dash, but they're not usually too bad to get to. No, normally it's like a half an hour. I mean, even, even I've seen, I think some of the worst ones, or half an hour labor in the filter, so it's still. I mean, what it's like some of them you got to remove, bucks or yes, something, replace some it. Some of them you got to remove the uh, uh, the glove box and all that stuff. But it is what it is. Well, and you know what? If if you have sinus problems, it's definitely a good idea to keep that thing clean because it will keep you know sinus asthma any yeah. of those things. Yes, for sure. Yeah, keep keep it removed. Um, and now's a good time as we're getting into spring uh, for to uh um get it serviced you know replace that check the pressures check the airflow check check everything on it and make sure it's ready to go uh for the the hot season because we start getting a lot of ac calls when the temp climbs up that's just when people are like oh it's not working yep so it's a bad thing uh system leaks uh, with freon are are the most common failures though with systems for sure along with the cabin filters being dirty and all that uh but yearly minimum, you should replace your cabin filter. I don't care if you live in, and if you live on a dusty road or whatever, a lot more often there's more issues for sure. So uh, you know, and the evaporator core cleaning removes the pollens and molds that become airborne, can be circulated through the passenger compartment. So a good way to do that once a year. Um, so the other thing that, and I've heard commercials like charge your AC system yourself, and 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 this stuff you can get, which you better be very careful with an overcharged system does not work well. An undercharged system does not work well. Um, if you're, you know, and then you need to take a good look at the system. If you're having to add Freon to it, there could be a problem. Well, there's another thing too, because if you overcharge the system, there is a, a pressure relief valve on the back of the compressor. Mm-hmm. And guess what? When that blows, you it need don't. a new compressor. It doesn't reset itself. It says, okay, we're done. Correct. Yeah, if it over you know, overpressurizes itself, it and compressors are probably one of the more expensive parts on the whole car. Not only that, if you get too much liquid in the system, you can damage the compressor. Yes, because I mean, basically, it's like throwing water in a cylinder of a car. It's just it's like hydrolocking it. It's hard to compress. Yes, doesn't, doesn't like to do that whatsoever. So, and you know what they say: water can become concrete, concrete underneath pressure like that. <laughs> well, it's very strong. Like, yes. Like anything else, you know, like any anything else uh, where I've seen uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about one time. Uh, I saw some cracks in something and it was like the vehicle had been in another place and there had been silicone in the bottom of bolt holes and people just put the tight. Somebody tightened the screw and it 
that stuff does everything has to expand and go someplace if you fill the bottom of a hole that requires a bolt to go all the way to the bottom of it and there's something there and you tighten up against it it's going somewhere and it makes room and the only way it makes room is breaking it cracking things yeah so you got to be very careful with items like that and be know what you're looking at and and uh um you know as far as that goes keep keep it clean keep it clean and do it right that's for sure um so good good points with the with the ac just uh, it's good get a performance check done Make sure it's all clean, everything's good to go, and you're ready to go. That's, uh, you know, and, and as we're coming into this time of year, we're in March now, especially when we hit April, you know, temperatures start to climb up here in San Diego pretty quickly. We're, we're it's funny because folks in the Midwest were talking about spring coming shortly. I, I'm like, well, I guess spring's here already because this is where our temperatures start to go up and stuff. Although we're talking about this week's not going to be that warm, but it's coming, that's for sure. We know we're we're about out of the rain days, aren't we? I know. I was thinking well, here we are in March. I said we probably. I just said it the other day. Go. We probably went through our last cold snap, and then I hear on the news last night, here we come again. Yeah, but I mean, still sixty degrees. The Midwest would love oh, that. Sixty degrees is not bad. No, I I just like going in in the morning when it's thirty. It's great work weather, and your car likes it. Not thirty. No, no, no. I said sixty. Degrees. I was going to say my because my fingers. Hit metal things and it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, that can happen for sure. Uh, yeah, no uh, um, cold temperatures like that can be kind of a bit crazy for sure. Um, but I was talking to somebody. We don't have a whole lot to complain about here. Even if it is 35 degrees in the morning here, in short order, it's in the 60s or late high 50s. Not long. No, not every I'm just saying. When when <laughs> when has it not got to 55 degrees? Typically, 52 at least. Even when it's cold, it that's pro- a cold. we probably get a month of where it stays between no. 45 and 50 during the day. But you got to remember, anyway, it is never 45 during the never. day. Never, never, never. Wait a minute. Two guys that don't work outside are telling me this. <laughs> it's never. I, this is the part where people don't work outside and they walk up to me and go, "Thank God it's a dry heat today." <laughs> what? Well, but wait a minute. But wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here, I'm going to be honest with you. There, I don't know of any days in San Diego that it's 45 okay, degrees all day. Hold on long. a second. I work in a concrete building, and the concrete holds the cold, dude. Stop so laying on the floor. I, if I actually walk outside, it's actually warmer outside than it is in that building. Okay. Stop taking a nap on the concrete floor during. Okay. The day. Oh, good lord. <laughs> all right, folks. Mm. We're 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 done talking about San Diego temperatures. I and we 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 feel bad for Kevin. Sometimes it's forty five degrees where he's at. This ain't not about being. I don't want nobody to feel sorry for him. But I'm like, you know what? You all don't work outside, so don't tell me what the weather's like. <laughs> all right, San Diego and everybody else out there. Thanks for joining us for Auto Talk Radio this morning. We truly appreciate you. Keep the rubber side down and shiny side up. Until next Saturday, we'll be back. This has been Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego and K Praise. Take care. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.